0: Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's common sense conservative commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us, that's right, I love this American.
2: that, ladies and gentlemen, is how the folks here at the Todd Stearns Radio Program are marking the so-called Day of Jihad. We are doing so in defiance because we are the home of the brave. This is the United States of America. And I know there are a lot of people out there that are freaking out today over concerns that the Muslims are going to be waging jihad on the streets of America. But I'm here to tell you something today, folks. Not today. Not in the United States, not in our nation, not in the state of Tennessee, not in Memphis. We will not allow the terrorist to win the day. Let not your heart be troubled, ladies and gentlemen. Fear not. We are one nation under God. And I don't know about you, but the God that I serve is a whole lot bigger than these radical extremists that are wanting to run around and blow us all to smithereens not going to happen today. Now, Ladies and gentlemen, I will say this about the terrorist. And by the way, welcome to the Todd Stearns radio program. I want to say this about the terrorist. They're not going to go out there and advertise what they're going to do. So the whole point of today is to strike terror into your hearts. Now, does that mean that we should not be vigilant? No, absolutely. We should always be vigilant. As a matter of fact, I I believe this is just a reminder of the dangers that are lurking out there, the evil that is lurking out there. Yes, I said it, evil, because it is evil. But it's lurking out there, ladies and gentlemen, and we have to be aware. So my recommendation to you, whether it really doesn't matter what you do, you know what I'm doing today after work? I'm going down to Bojangles, and I'm going to get some delicious fried chicken. I'm going to get a jug of their sweet tea got a couple of extra rounds of ammo and there you go you live your life. but don't change what you were doing today because you've got a bunch of Muslims out there threatening to blow us all up. That's not what we do here. So here's what you do. you go down to the Bojangles not the one I go to because they always run out of chicken but you go down you go to your favorite chicken joint get some chicken get some get the sides, get all the fixins head over to the sporting goods store. Stock up on some ammo and go live your life. I mean, it really is that simple, ladies and gentlemen. So we've we got a lot of ground to cover today, a lot of stuff going on around the country, some great guests. We're going to be talking to our good buddy, Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer, is going to be giving us some great intel on the ground war that's about to get underway in, uh, in Gaza. And uh, we're going to be talking hopefully also to some Congress folks. I, wow. You know who we ought to be more concerned about are the are the people in Congress right now. Uh, folks, the, the the Republicans right now are, they're blowing my mind. And we're going to get to that in just a few moments. But today is also Open Line Friday. And this is an opportunity for you to phone in and talk about whatever you want to talk about today. We will do that today. And we'll give the number in just a moment. But it was important for us to start our program today with the National Anthem. By the way, you folks listening to us on KWAM, you know that every day at noon, everything on the radio station stops. There's no national news at the top of the hour, no local news at the top of the hour. Every single day at noon on KWAM, we play the National Anthem. And it's important because that song is a reminder of who we are. It's a reminder that we don't go and hide in our homes. We don't go out there and quiver behind a tree. We stand up. We take a stand in this nation. And we stand alongside our enemies. And I'll tell you, one of the things that's really sickened me and has disgusted me over the past week or so is to realize we have a whole lot, a whole lot of Jew haters in this world. And it is sickening. It's disgusting. And the fact is that we got a lot of them in the United States of America. But we stand by our allies. We stand by our friends in the nation of Israel. That's what we do. And that's what we do on this radio program. But it's sickening to see what's happening out there. All these people today, there are marches all across America. They're talking about thousands of Palestinians, pro-Palestinians that are going to be out there marching in the streets. Standing alongside these evil terrorists who are out there slaughtering the innocent. It's sickening. But this is the home of the brave. We don't cower. This is the home of the brave. We've got to take a stand here. That's what we have to do. And that's what we're going to do today. 844-747-8868 is our telephone number. That's the number for you to call in. That's 844-747-8868. We started today's program with the National Anthem, my my favorite version, Whitney Houston's version of the National Anthem, believed to be one of the best renditions of that song of all time. When we conclude the show today, we're going to be wrapping up our time together this week playing the Israeli National Anthem. We've got a lot of work to do, folks, and we've got a country to save. And if we do not stand with the good people of Israel, I'm afraid one day that there will be nobody to stand alongside us in our time of need. And that day may be coming sooner than we can imagine. But we've got to take a stand, and we cannot give in to these terrorists. Folks, these, have you seen them? They're just a bunch of wusses, right? They they holler and they scream. They're cowards. They cover their faces. Really? We're, we're we're scared of those folks? I don't think so. So I'm curious, how are you spending today, That this National Day of Jihad? I know a lot of people in Memphis are going to be down at the big football game, at the Liberty Bowl. That's what we're going to be doing in Memphis. But I also need you to do something. Now, many of you know that we've been supporting Elias Defending Freedom. Well, we got a call a few days ago from the folks over at ADF, and again, these are some of the just good salt-of-the-earth people. They said, Todd, We don't feel right raising money right now with all that's happening in the Middle East. So we're going to suspend the campaign. And I respect that. But I will say this. We are helping another group. And this is an organization that is boots on the ground in Israel, the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. These are good people, and they're doing some great work, and they need our help. Uh, Right now, there are some critical needs. And I want you to write down this number. Right now, write down this number. I'm going to give you a second to get something to write down the number. It's one eight hundred five one four five five seven seven. That's one 800-514-5577. And this is a. It's a great ministry, and they are providing emergency relief right now to some of the hardest hit areas in Israel, and they're going to need. They're going to need all the help they can get, and we've got a lot of help to give. And so if you would do me a favor, I want you to call this number. I'm going to give it out one more time, 1-800-514-5577, and you will be able to help our friends at the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. And understand this, they're coming after the Christians and the Jews. The Jews more so right now, but they're coming after the Christians too. We also have some breaking news to share, and this is – you know, we we give the media a we we really give it to them, and because they deserve it, right? They're just it. But I'm I'm telling you, I think a lot of reporters out there they they're they're getting it. They're seeing this firsthand. I think Trey Yingst and uh, John Huddy uh, doing an amazing job on the front lines. Uh, we just got word a few moments ago that a Reuters cameraman has been killed by the shelling. And uh, that is a terrible thing. These guys are right there alongside the soldiers, and they are right in the thick of things. So here's what I want you to do. As you're praying for everybody involved in this, the, 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 the Israeli people, as you're praying for the Israeli government and our military troops that are heading over there, um, our elected leaders, would you pray for the journalists out there? They're, they're right there, and their job is to bring the story to us, and God love them. Man, they've been doing a, a good job. But don't just pray for their safety. Pray for their, their peace of mind, because these reporters are the ones that are coming across the beheaded babies and the, the children who have just charred remains. They're the ones who are walking into these homes, and they're discovering the, the, the slaughtered families. I can't even I, – I just can't. It, you, it, it's just awful. So just pray for these journalists. And you know they're catching a lot of heat right now because their bosses back in New York and Los Angeles and Chicago and DC they're telling them no 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 it's got to be a it's got to be fair and balanced. Let me explain something here. Ladies and gentlemen, there's only one side here. It's the right side. You're looking at good and evil. That's all. You either stand with the good or you stand with the evil. It's very rarely in life do we get a black and white story like this. But again, I will ask this question, and I'll be asking this question for, for, for a good amount of time as long as the war goes on, because what's going to happen, there will be a shift. They're going to try to shift the story, and that is not coming from the boots on the ground people. That's coming from the editors and the bosses in the newsrooms. But I want you to keep asking yourself this question, because people will say, well, Todd, It's just not right for you to smear the Muslims. Shame on you. There are very good Muslims. Todd, there are moderate Muslims out there. Okay, all right. I want you to point to me the moderate Muslims who are out there marching in the streets condemning the beheading of the babies. Could you do that, please? Could somebody do that? I want somebody out there to point out the moderate Muslims that are out there holding the press conferences and condemning this behavior. I want to meet the moderate Muslims that are out there raising money to help the good people of Israel whose homes have been destroyed. I want to meet those moderate Muslims. You, you show them to me, and we will honor them on this radio program. But right now, I haven't seen any of that. And I don't know about you, but I'm very, very alarmed at the numbers of people that are not only just turning a blind eye to the slaughter of the innocent, but are celebrating it in our streets today. So give us a call. What are you doing to mark this National Day of Jihad? Are you seeing protest in your communities, in your neighborhoods? Give us a call. 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Starn Show. Since President Biden's first day in office, his administration has pushed policies that embrace abortion on demand, silence free speech, and even redefine what it means to be male and female. Join with the Alliance Defending Freedom and be a champion for freedom today. You can help hold the Biden administration and all government officials accountable to the law. ADF is on the front lines challenging this administration's unconstitutional actions in courtrooms, legislatures, and the public square. But they can't do it without your help. Just $19 a month will fuel the fight to protect our freedoms. Visit toddsterns.com. That's toddsterns.com And click the Champion for Freedom banner. Pledge your monthly gift of $19 or more to ADF or give your most generous one-time gift. And thanks to a friend of ADF, your first gift will be matched while funds last. Visit toddsterns.com or call 855-417-6556. That's 855-417-6556. Folks, Israel at war, and they need our help, folks. And we are standing alongside, partnering with the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, and they need emergency relief aid. And I want you to call my special number here. Uh, you're going to be able to give them a helping hand every dollar. If it's if you got five bucks, that's great, $500. Whatever you can give, uh, this is going to help people in great need uh, there in Israel. 1-800-514-5577. That's 1-800-514-5577. They need critical essentials right now, and you're going to be able to uh, help out our good friends in Israel by calling that number. And we'll give give that number out frequently throughout the program uh, today. All right, uh, let's go to the phones here, Um, 844-747-8868. Joe in Ella J., Georgia, starting off our day. Joe, what's on your mind?
3: Uh, Todd, I totally stand with Israel. They're our friends and we need to help them in any way we can with financial contributions and, and support. But I, I wanted to tell you, uh, we're having, I'm down at Sea Island. They love you down here at Sea Island. And Marcia Blackburn, who's your great senator, she's going to be here for a fundraiser Sunday night. And I'm going and I met her at a Herschel Walker event and I watch, she's on national television every time, as you know, just all the time. And I'm really impressed with her. She's a taxpayer and small business champion. And I think she would be a great vice president on the Trump Marsha Blackburn ticket would be a great combination. And I'd like to ask you, what do you think about a Trump Marsha Blackburn ticket?
2: Well, I'm totally opposed to that, Joe, because she's doing a great job as our senator here in Tennessee. But if, <laughs> But, you know... If we've got to volunteer somebody, I think I think Blackburn would would do a great job. She has uh, she has been a long time, a long time conservative, uh, all the way back to her years at the Tennessee State House when she stood up and fought and 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 stopped a state income tax. So, uh, yeah, she's got rock solid conservative. Uh, credentials on both the fiscal side and the culture war side. I think I think she'd well, be I'm
3: great. See her Sunday night. I'm gonna tell her the great Todd Starnes likes her a lot. And uh, but I'm promoting her for vice president because I'm really impressed with her, and I think she would be a. I think the Trump Blackburn ticket would give us the best economy ever, the best stock market. So I just want you to know, your friend Joe McCutcheon is for a Trump Blackburn ticket. And Todd, your show is great. They love you down here at the island. And all I can say is, please, just keep up what you're doing. You're the best.
2: Well, you're kind to say that, Joe, and appreciate you calling in, as always. Uh, let's go to Corky in Abbeville, Louisiana. Hi, Corky. What's on your mind?
4: Hey, Todd. Uh, well, I'm trying to listen to you. I had five discs put in my neck four five months ago, so I've been kind of down for a while. But I still, I'm still hanging in there with y'all. Uh, anyway, today... I'd like to talk about the fact that Social Security, because they're talking about they still can't get this stuff done in Congress because we don't have a leader. And they turned down Steve Scalise, our leader, uh, I mean our majority House leader there. And in 84, they borrowed $13.4 million from Social Security because it was doing well and the budget wasn't. And they never returned that money or the interest on it. I think... Social Security would be doing fine if we ever got the money plus interest back that the government borrowed to put yeah. in the federal funds.
2: Well, let me say this, Corky, and man, I am glad to have you back. Uh, you take care of yourself. I'm going to talk about that right after this break. The computer is going to cut me off, but God bless you, man, and you get well quickly. MyPillow is celebrating its 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillow sold. Mike Lindell at MyPillow wants to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in the history of MyPillow. You're going to get their queen-size MyPillow for $19.98, regular price $69.98, and just $10 more, you're going to be able to get a king-size pillow. You're going to receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products like bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. This is the time to try out some of their other amazing Amazing you've had your eye on. Go to mypello.com slash starns. That's mypello.com slash starns. Use the promo code starns to get this amazing offer of the Queen Size BIPelo for 1998 or call one eight hundred eight three nine eighty five zero six. 839 8506 The offer comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's bipello.com slash starns. Use the promo code starns or call eight hundred eight three nine eighty five zero six. 839 8506 Promo code starns. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Happy Friday to you. Open line Friday. Our telephone number is 844-747-8868. Whatever you want to talk about, we will do that today. Of course, following a couple of big stories, the war in Israel and also the war on Capitol Hill, as Republicans are still trying to figure out who the next Speaker of the House should be and who do you think it ought to be? I mean, the, the, the um, you've got Matt Gates out there. Uh, and saying that the only choice is Jim Jordan. Steve Scalise bowed out uh, last night. We warned you ahead of time that uh, there was a lot of stuff being said about Scalise behind the scenes. Uh, People were very concerned about his spending habits, uh, spending about a half a million dollars since 2011 at a very popular high-end steakhouse in Washington. And that may have done him in. So, do you think Jim Jordan is the guy, or is there someone else out there? Kevin McCarthy wants it back. He's been on, what, Fox News six times since he's been ousted as speaker. So, 844-747-8868, we'll take your selections on the next House speaker as well. Let's go to New Bern, North Carolina. James is listening to us on WTKF Radio. Hi, James, what's going on? Hey, Todd, how are you? I'm well, thank you for asking, James.
5: I guess we're stuck with Jim Jordan. I mean, I don't, I don't like any of the picks we have. I'd never like Kevin McCarthy. I, mean, I would like somebody that has built a business from the ground up on their own, and then they would be more frugal with the taxpayer money. And I don't know who that is because I don't know all the people in Congress, but I'm tired of these career politicians. I think Donald Trump proved that we need somebody else that can get things done. And let me say this about the Palestinians protesting in America. Any of them that want a one-way ticket to Palestine to fight with their brothers, I'll buy it. Okay? I'll pay for it out of my own pocket.
2: You know, James, to unpack a couple of things here, I, I was not a McCarthy fan from day one. Everybody on Capitol Hill knows that McCarthy is not a man of his word. I mean, everybody knows that. So they knew what they were getting into. And keep in mind, now everybody's all upset because they've got this rule change where just all it takes is one member to call for a motion to vacate. That's on them. They all voted for that. That was part of the deal to get McCarthy across the finish line. And I, knew at, I said at the time, it's going to come back and bite him in the behind. But, James, to your point, I love Jim Jordan. And I think from day one, I thought he would make a fine Speaker of the House. But how many times did Jim Jordan stay, say, matter-of-factly, over and over and over and over and over again, he did not want to be Speaker of the House?
5: I like the way that Matt Gates the things that he's for. If you listen to him, I don't want him babysitting my daughter, but if you listen to what he says about this $2 trillion a year that we're paying in interest, it makes a lot of sense. I got grandchild coming up in Uh. February. I want to be able to leave him in America where he can make a living and have his own family. If they keep rolling the can down the road something's going
2: to come to an end one day and we're all going to be in a world of hurt yeah look yeah you're you're preaching to the choir on this one james let me ask you a question you got to be real with me james all right i know you're you're a straight shooter uh so are you were you one of those dads that was sitting out on the front porch when your daughter's date came and you were cleaning your gun your shotgun well i didn't
5: have any daughters but I had three sons, and I kept a tight watch on all of them, okay? And they're all gainfully employed, and they all have a job, and I still, I still spank that butt right now, and they're, they're bigger than I am. And I'm not scared right now to get up in it, man, right now, because they respect me, and that's besides somebody liking me, I would rather them respect me any day of the week.
2: Well, okay. good for you. All right. Well, James, we're going to have to leave it there. We've got a skedaddle. Uh, appreciate the call. And uh, wow, yeah, that's, he said he <laughs> he wouldn't let him date his daughter. So that's Matt Gates. Yeah, I I hear you on that one. Uh, all right, eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight is our number. That's eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. Now I I've, I've got a question about uh, something that's happening at, at Harvard the university is in a tizzy now. They're very upset. And here's why. So you've got a bunch of these uh, high-dollar CEOs, and they're wanting a list of all the students that are anti-Israel and are pro-Palestine. And they want to pass around this list so that these kids are not going to be able to get jobs. And the the, the chief concern here is, that they don't want to hire anti-Semites. And I get that. I completely understand that. Meanwhile, you have the Accuracy Media Group that got a hold of the list. So they know who these kids are, and they're driving a a, a truck around Harvard. They're in Boston, they're in Cambridge, and they're driving it around. It's one of these digital trucks, and it, it, they're posting the faces and the names of of the students that are are involved in all of this. And so now the university is just, they're just furious. How dare you? How dare you do this? Uh, Here's the uh, university president.
6: Our university embraces a commitment to free expression. That commitment extends even to views that many of us find objectionable, even outrageous. We do not punish or sanction people for expressing such views. But that is a far cry for endorsing them. It's in the exercise of our freedom to speak that we reveal our characters and we reveal the character of our institution. We can issue public pronouncements declaring the rightness of our own points of view and vilify those who disagree, or we can choose to talk and to listen with care and humility to seek deeper understanding, and to meet one another with compassion. We can inflame an already volatile situation on our campus, or we can focus our attention where it belongs, on the unfolding tragedy thousands of miles away. We can ask ourselves how as human beings, we can be helpful to people who are desperately trying to protect themselves and their families, people who are fighting to survive. How we go forward as a community is up to each of us. I've spent most of my career at this institution. I have seen the people of Harvard come together despite their differences. I know that we are capable of meeting this moment And meeting one another with grace.
2: Okay. uh, So look. So she's saying that we should be respecting everybody's opinions. No, 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 no. You cannot respect the opinion. All right. Could you just here's how here's how this would work over at Harvard? Um, Yes. Okay. You in the back. You have a question. Yes, student. What is your name? Uh, My name is uh, Youssef. uh, Who uh, Husana Makana. Uh, and um, I uh, just support uh, Gaza and uh, Palestine, and I believe that, that we should have a right to chop off the heads of uh, the enemy. And then the person at Harvard says, the professor says, yes, yes, Mr. Hakuna Matata, yes, yes, Yousef Hakuna Matata, good for you. What a great opinion. Does anybody disagree with Hakuna Matata that uh, <laughs> that's ludicrous? It is ludicrous to give a platform to anybody who is advocating chopping the head off of a baby. Yes, and I'm oh by the way, that reminds me. Do you hear about what happened apparently? There's some sort of a Planned Parenthood clinic related clinic I don't know. It uh, that these this is the reporting out there, but basically it's their version of Planned Parenthood and the abortion thing got blown to smithereens over that all over social media. Because there's really no difference between what Planned Parenthood is doing and what Hamas is doing. I, It is what it is. You've got one group that's terrorizing babies in the womb, and you've got another that's terrorizing them outside the womb. There you go. All right, uh, 844-747-8868. Let's go to, is this Louisiana? Uh, Randy on the line. Randy, what say you?
7: How's going, Todd? I just had two quick quest, uh, comments. One uh, about Israel. Uh, I know there's a lot of fighting going on. I'm sure there's a lot of people trying to figure out, hey, what can I do? And I can tell you the biggest battles that are ever won in anybody's lives is on your knees. Pray to God. Repent. And let mighty, the mighty hand of God move. Cause that is the only way we're going to gonna, we're gonna be, get this. Because the Israel people for thousands of years, every time they repented, God's hand came in destroy the enemy and the other comment i had is uh all those people in louisiana get out and vote tomorrow we're voting uh the beginning of the elections for governor lieutenant governor and we need some people in there since you know we're at state that looks like the boot well we need to give some people these liberals the boot out of here get some people in there who's going to fight and like uh jeff landry who was fighting the government we need some people in there who's going to fight for our rights for our constitution and get these people who are doing all these liberal stuff Get them out of there. Send them to uh, Gaza if they want to, because they're about the same thing.
2: So, so Jeff Landry, by the way, and I've I've known him for a long time. Uh, he's running uh, for governor. You've got a Democrat there, Sean Wilson, and uh, my understanding is uh, those two are probably going to go to a runoff. Is that the, is that the general consensus down it there?
7: Probably is. Now, personally, I mean, I like Jeff Landry and what he was doing as as uh, you know the attorney general, but as far as the governor. Um, there's some policies, things that I am not very secure on. He's not being very forthcoming about. And I have a lot of concerns about that. Um, I mean, I kind of like Hunter Lundy. He's that guy. He's an independent, but he is truthful about what he is saying, what he believes, and he's open about it. And if you can't be open about transgenderism or certain things in school or certain certain those topics, I, I, I can't. You can call yourself a conservative, but you can't call yourself a man if you're going to hide behind his policies. Be open to who you are and fight. And if you're going to fight, you know, doing the lieutenant governor stuff, that's great. But can you do that in the state of Louisiana as a governor? I don't see that happen.
2: All right. Well, Randy, we'll we'll pay attention to that, and we'll be uh, providing updates over on the website tomorrow on Election Day, Saturday elections uh, there in Louisiana. Also Mississippi, you guys have a big uh, a big race coming up for governor as well. Uh, Tate Reeves uh, was just on the show a couple of days ago and um he's he's in a fight, right? It's going to be a fight. One of Elvis's cousins or something is is running against him. All right, got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. This is Open Line Friday. We'll be right back.
0: When the government used emergency edicts during COVID to restrict the gathering and worship of churches, Three pastors, facing the risk of imprisonment, unlimited fines, and their own churches being ripped apart, took a courageous stand and reopened their doors in the face of a world that chose to comply. The Essential Church is a feature-length documentary that explores the struggle between the church and government throughout history. This fascinating story uncovers those who've sacrificed their lives throughout history for what they truly believe in. We discover why the church is essential and how we prove that this stand remains true from a scientific, legal, and most importantly, biblical perspective. This is not your typical movie, it'll change your life. You need to see this movie with your friends and family. The Essential Church is streaming today exclusively at SalemNow.com. That's Essential Church, streaming at SalemNow.com.
2: Um. So look, there is some some video circulating on social media. The it turns out Reuters was actually filming live when they were hit by mortar fire. A a rocket seemed apparently landed nearby, and the the entire thing horrifying. Um, one of the, at least one of the journalists was killed. Uh, these, these all apparently are based in the middle East. So these are not American journalists. Uh, but, uh, you had a reporter from Reuters, the camera guy, he was killed and there's a woman and we're not going to play this audio. It's just so awful. But the woman has heard the female journalist from, she's heard shouting over and over again. What happened? What happened? I can't feel my legs. I can't feel my legs. So there's been some photos now. That have been posted. And the reason why she could not feel her legs is because her legs were not there anymore. Uh, it is just, I'm just telling you, um, a lot of these reporters are putting themselves unnecessarily in harm's way. But when you're in a war zone, this is not some sort of a pretty made for TV moment. This is horrible, absolutely horrible. So uh, we'll keep you updated on that story. Let's go to the phones here 844 747 8868. Mark in the villages. Hey, Mark, what's going on?
8: Hey, Todd. I wanted to make two statements here. You know, I say ask Shredder Hillary Clinton now who she thinks should be deprogrammed, Hamas or Trump supporters. You want a place to place the bet what she says?
2: Oh, you, you, you're not hearing anything from her or Rashida Tlaib. N- none of these people now want to come out and defend the the Israelis. Nobody's coming out to do that on that side.
8: And second, I have always said for years, moving the Gaza, um, move the Gaza Strip because I feared something like this would happen. But who listens to us? The president of Israel has given them plenty of time to move out of the Gaza Strip. But now they're saying that it can't work because Hamas is using them as shields. Don't give me that crap. It's a breeding ground for hatred and killing and has been for generations now, and it has to stop. If there was ever a legitimate time to deprogram a group of people like the shredder Hillary state, it's now with Hamas, not Trump supporters. But that would make too much sense to her.
2: You literally killing, had you literally had the uh, the the girls, the squawking magpies over on the view today, saying they were comparing Hamas to the Proud Boys.
8: Yeah, killing is their way of life now. Brainwashing and breeding killer killing machines justifiable. It's justifiable to them. It has yep. to stop before we have innocent lives. Hey, I'd say what, Todd, let's just make today National Bacon Day. Well,
2: well I'm telling you, we've got, we have flanked the, the, the news bunker here with barbecue smokers, so we're good. We're good. We're, <laughs> nobody's getting anywhere. The terrorists aren't getting anywhere near us. Mark, uh, you be safe <laughs> down in the villages. Let's go to Tariq in Memphis, Tennessee, listening to us on KWAM. Hey, Tariq, what's going on?
9: Hey, how you doing,
2: Mister Tom? doing good, doing good. What's going on?
9: Well, you know, I was just thinking about um, uh, that nego- negotiation that uh, that uh, Joe Biden had uh, carried out with Iran, and uh, you know, I, I just think that uh, if if uh, Biden had had the right intentions, he, you know, he probably could have gotten those uh, hostages back at a far lesser price than what he had paid those iranians up front but i I, you know i don't think it was his uh intentions on trying to get those hostages back at a at a at a far lesser price than what he had negotiated and uh, i just think that it was his intention on um trying to uh pay off the rest of that money that uh that iran didn't get on the front end uh when uh trump was in office you know they received money but i don't think they got as much um, as they thought they were going to get. And so, you know, him having to pay that $6 billion out was just as way well of paying out the rest of the money that they didn't get it first.
2: Well, when you look at, at what happened, go back to nine eleven with the Saudis and their financial involvement and in what happened on nine eleven in America, they're going to be taking a long, hard look at American financial contributions to what happened uh, and whether or not the Obama money and the Biden money – funded this uh, war which by the way they had been plotting this they're saying for two years they had been plotting this attack Tariq, we got a skedaddle we are coming up late for a break but appreciate you listening to us and by the way these protests i think one you're going to have a bunch of pro-palestinian people out at the out in front of the federal building in memphis today and a protest schedule all over uh, the, the country all right uh folks again we are raising money For our friends with the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, during the break, give them a call. 1-800-514-5577. That's 800-514-5577. They can use every penny you can spare. We'll be right back, America.
0: Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee. It's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh,
2: yeah. All right. Well, hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you. It is Open Line Friday here on the Todd Starnes radio program. Our telephone number is 844-747-8868. Again, 844-747-8868. We are expecting uh, the chairman of the House Freedom Caucus to join us later this hour, Scott Perry, Republicans meeting on Capitol Hill, trying to figure out who the next speaker of the House is going to be. And, and here's what's, here's the kick in the pants for Republicans or, or conservatives, rather. So their whole argument is that they believe eight people, or uh, what is it? It was eight people. Uh, they believe that eight people can determine who the next Speaker of the House is. Now, you've got all those eight, along with a lot of other Republicans who are backing Jim Jordan, but what's, what if you have eight moderate Republicans say, you know what? Two can play at this game, and we're not going to let you, we're not going to let your guy move forward. You've you've tanked two of our guys. Now we're going to tank your guy. You see where all this is going. It is we may be we may be in a situation where there may not be a speaker of the House, at least from the Republican side. So what a great big mess. We're going to talk to Congressman Perry about that. Uh, in the meantime, we're also monitoring the situation in Israel, and uh, not a good not a good situation. Uh, they have given them uh, they have given the Gazans in the northern part of the uh, the country um, they have given them twenty four hours to evacuate. And uh, they're expecting the ground invasion to begin possibly sometime over the weekend. Meanwhile, uh, we're following a crazy story uh, out of all places, Hawaii, where the symphony orchestra uh, is facing a lawsuit. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Our good friend Brad Dacus is president of the Pacific Justice Institute. Brad, hope you're doing well today.
4: Uh, I'm doing just great. Thank you, Todd.
2: Brad, I want you to tell us about your client here, uh, a musician in the Hawaii Symphony Orchestra. What's going on?
4: Yeah, John Gallagher uh, has uh, been with the Symphony Orchestra there in Hawaii for uh, quite a while. He's uh, one of their musicians, uh, a very cherished musician, Uh, no complaints at the quality of uh, performance. Uh, The problem came when they started to require every single one of the members of this orchestra, symphony orchestra in Hawaii, to have to be vaxxed with one of these controversial, and now we know potentially very dangerous, uh, COVID-19 vaccin- vaccines. Uh, he is a man of strong faith, Christian faith, and you know he, like Christians may often do, they, they pray and seek the Lord's direction. Uh, he felt convicted personally uh, not to have the vax and that God didn't want him to have the vax. He communicated that uh, sought for a religious exemption to be, uh, you know, accommodated accordingly. Maybe to wear a mask or uh, to sit in a certain place in the, in the orchestra, etc. Um, but they refused to accommodate him. Uh, they uh, dismissed him uh, with, you know, on leave without pay. And yet, ironically, Todd, uh, there was another person there that they had no problem accommodating, uh, but they had they wanted to apparently clearly target. Mr. Gallagher, and he contacted us at Pacific Justice Institute, and we have filed a lawsuit against the Hawaii Symphony Orchestra for blatant anti-religious bigotry and discrimination.
2: What did they tell the guy? So he's telling them, "Hey, look," and he's a he's a musician in good standing. Um, what do we know? What instrument he played,
4: Brandt? Uh, it was the bass. B a s s.
2: Oh, the um, All right. The, so the bass. So he's the bass player, and. So he probably he was doing a great job. I mean, he was a member of a symphony orchestra, for goodness sakes. Did they give him any specific explanations, you know, why uh, he was um, he was being attacked?
4: No, they didn't. Uh, In fact, they they made no uh, bona fide effort to reasonably accommodate him, as is required, actually uh, by federal law under Title VII. For you know, it's required if anyone has a sincere religious objection uh, to something, then the employer must reasonably accommodate absent an undue burden. Well, they clearly didn't have an undue burden because they had no problem accommodating another musician. Uh, it was, we believe, uh, attacking him because of his Christian beliefs and convictions. And, you know, Todd, we see this kind of bigotry and extreme leftist intolerance, not just in this orchestra. We've seen this, uh, reports of this in orchestras across the country and we at PGI intend to stand up to every single one of them to maintain uh, quality music without the expense of freedom and liberty of its of its musicians.
2: Yeah, I and, and not to toot your own horn, uh, you guys uh, do a great job of that. There, sorry for the uh, symphony orchestra pun, uh, but uh, PacificJustice.org is the website. That's PacificJustice.org. That's the website. Uh, you can find more information about what's happening. Uh, with the Hawaii Symphony Orchestra lawsuit, as well as many others. And maybe, uh, Brad, I have to imagine uh, that there may be some other musicians out there that may be facing similar circumstances, and they should reach out to you guys, too?
4: Oh, absolutely. There's countless numbers of teachers and doctors and nurses and policemen and others that we're representing on this same issue. Uh, We have over 200 cases right now, Todd, in active litigation, coast-to-coast, all over the country. We have offices, 36 offices in 26 states now, coast to coast. And we do all our work without charge, standing ready to hopefully make sure no one's left on the side of the road.
2: Well, I, I and, and you guys do great work. And of course, uh, Brad, you guys have a big event coming up. I'm going to be proud to be emceeing uh, the big Pacific Justice Institute uh, gala coming up uh, later this month. Uh, tell our listeners and how can they participate in that?
4: Yeah, it's gonna be on October the twenty eighth at the JW Merritt in Anaheim, California. We have Nikki uh McEhanie coming. She's gonna be uh speaking and uh she's a absolutely fantastic, former White House press secretary. And uh the uh unfortunately we're just about out of out of seats. We've almost almost sold out. Uh so but I encourage people if they want to attend and it is sold out they can get on the waiting list uh but it's an exciting event and uh it's uh, we encourage people to uh to uh, go to our website p j i dot org not only get information about that but also to get updates uh weekly on our, our many cases across the country and uh in defending religious freedom and we uh really appreciate those who are part of our team and pre- uh help us do the work that we do
2: absolutely well, brand, we appreciate you hopping on the show today. I know you're uh super busy. Uh, But best of luck to you in this big lawsuit.
4: Thank you, Todd, and keep up the great work. We appreciate it.
2: All right. There you go. Uh, Brad Dacus from Pacific Justice Institute. And by the way, this is going to be a fun event. I can tell you, and it's my birthday, too, uh, so I wonder if hopefully we'll have cake. Um, But uh, I do this. I've been doing this, I think, five or six years now. Such fun. uh, Their annual Celebration of Justice and uh, let me tell you something. Everybody gets gussied up for this event out there in Anaheim. Uh, we're talking the ladies and the uh, the sparkly dresses. It's co- sort of like grown-up prom. And all the guys in the tuxedos, Kaylee McEnany will be the keynote speaker. I'm the MC for that. I'm, I, my job is to keep the trains running on time. And I can tell you, we keep those trains running on time. You're going to get a great meal, great entertainment, and you're really going to be a part of something just tremendous out there. Uh, that again uh october 28th at the jw marriott there in anaheim california uh by the way before we sk- ski daddle as they say uh, to a uh, break i uh, just want to remind you if you're li- if you're living anywhere in uh, in or around uh, arkansas uh, i'm going to be speaking at a big republican event in cleburne county arkansas tomorrow night that's going to be a lot of fun heber springs is the big metropolitan city there And it's going to be a lot of fun. Love for you to come out and say hello, have a good meal, and to meet some great conservatives there in Arkansas. All right, we do need to take a break. It is Open Line Friday. That means we're going to be talking about whatever you want to talk about, 844-747-8868. Again, our number, 844-747-8868. This is The Todd Stern Show. Uh, so we have a new candidate now for speaker of the house you've got jim jordan steve scalise dropped out now you've got congressman austin scott from georgia nobody's heard of this guy austin scott from georgia any of you georgia folks know austin scott uh this guy was elected uh, and took office in uh, 2011 and uh, represents the 8th Congressional District. I believe that's over in the Augusta area. And um, there you go. So his uh, team now confirming that um, that he's in the race to be the next Speaker of the House. Uh, he uh, is um, a member of several major committees, uh, Agriculture, Armed Services, and Intelligence. So we'll keep you updated on that. Also a member of the... Republican Study Committee. So there you go. We The Democrats have been told to um, to stay, stay put in D.C. and expect some sort of a vote either today or sometime this weekend. So anyway, who do you think the next Speaker of the House should be? Should it be Jim Jordan? 844-747-8868 is our number. That's 844-747-8868. So here's an interesting story. This is from Blythewood, South Carolina, and I'm fascinated by this story. So uh, there is a, a young lady. Her name is Lauren Bush. She is a freshman at the high school, and she has a very rare disease that that leaves her uh, in a wheelchair. So she decided that this girl – so Lauren, Lauren, who is in a wheelchair – tried out for and made the high school's competitive cheerleading team. And this is one of those teams where they have to throw, throw bodies up in the air and you got to catch them, and it's very athletic, and it's very dangerous. Anyway, her mother said if it was not for a viral Facebook post, her daughter may not have been able to compete in the first competition of the year. And uh, she's got this uh, um, osteogenesis disease. It's a rare bone disease. And a month before her first competition, the mother was told by the coach that Lauren would not be able to compete. And the reason why is because they said she was in a wheelchair and it posed a safety risk. So the mother, Mrs. Bush, said she was offended. And she said, I, I literally told them, do you hear what you all just told me? What are they supposed to do, throw the wheelchair up in the air? Are they going to seatbelt the child in, strap the child in? Yikes. Demetria then took to Facebook and posted about all of this. And uh, there there was such outrage that they decided to reverse the ruling. Um, And so they say this is all about inclusion. The school district said, that students with disabilities are not prohibited from participation as long as it does not pose a safety risk. And uh, they said that uh, they've investigated all of this and that it's important. Here we go. The mom says this is about diversity, inclusion, and equity. This whole situation is bigger than just Lauren. And so there you go. So the kid in in the wheelchair with the dangerous bone disease is going to be on the competitive high school cheer squad. So here's my question. I, I mean, I genuinely am <laughs> curious to hear your thoughts on this. But let's just say for the sake of the argument here that you've got the high school football team in Blythewood, South Carolina, and you've got a a blind kid, right? But the blind kid loves football. And so the blind kid wants to try out for the football team and the blind kid wants to be quarterback. There's no other spot on the team so the blind kid is gonna is gonna have to be the quarterback and for the sake of diversity and inclusion and tolerance that the school district says you know what it's a little unorthodox but you're right we we need to let the blind kid be the quarterback on the football team is that fair <laughs> i mean the <laughs> No, I'm not, no, I'm not poking. I'm not, I know these are kids. I'm just, the mom put the kid in this position. So I, I, I'm just, I'm sincerely curious here because, you know, the, the idea behind all of this is that everybody can do anything, period. It doesn't matter. Let's just say that you've got a child with no legs, right? And I mean, they don't even have like the, um, you know the the prosthetic devices right just no legs would would you i mean and that kid wants to be on the basketball team now i wow i have just really just i'm gone down this path that i really don't want to go down but let's just say for the sake of the argument here you've got a kid with no legs no no prosthetic device Why can i cannot say that word tonight he doesn't have any of the uh you know he's not the bionic man he's not steve austin so anyway, it's going to be hard for that kid to slam dunk on somebody. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I'm saying if you don't have any legs, you're going to be, what, two feet tall. And that's that, – I'm just saying it's difficult. So what happens if the school says, you know what, we know this sounds unorthodox, but for the sake of diversity and equity and inclusion – you gotta have the kid with no legs. We're gonna throw it no arms. You're gonna to have to, that person has to be allowed to be a participating member on the varsity lineup of the basketball squad. Now, some of you might be saying, Todd, this is the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard. Yes, it is, but it's also the reality. there at Blythewood High School, and I don't think that you know, the mother's making this out to be like, oh, they're punishing my child, the daughter in the wheelchair. No, that's not it at all. They're just looking out for the safety of your daughter, ma'am. Because guess what happens when you competitively cheerlead? Guess what's going to happen? Sometimes you're going to break a pom-pom. And they're trying to look out for the interest of your daughter, who has a very rare brittle bone disease. But I just, maybe I'm overthinking this. (laughs) No, Dylan. The answer is not to let all the all the boys play on the girls' basketball team. That's that's not no. That's that's a different issue. <laughs> but I do agree with that. I think that's brilliant. So here we go. Um, so I'm I, the, the mom is still very upset because somebody there, and, and here's what gets me. So so just follow the follow the logic here. So now the poor child, she's on the team, and and good for you, ma'am. But I will, Paul Shanklin just, Shanklin just said the dyslexic kid should be on the spelling BT. team. Stop. Stop. Stop, Schaefer. You're not helping things here. But heaven forbid the poor child ends up breaking a pom-pom. She, you know what's going to happen. Mom's going to sue the school. How could you, who in their right mind would put a child in a wheelchair on a computer? competitive cheerleading squad i'm suing you like well you did ma'am well you're a moron for listening to no you see the school is sort of like darned if you do darned if you don't no dylan if you can't drag out the little tiny trampoline onto the basketball court that's still not gonna work you gotta i mean that's that's a big vertical it's I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying that it's unlikely. That's, that's all I'm saying. I need a Baptist martini. All right. Uh, we, but, <laughs> okay, we got to take a break. 844-747-8868. So seriously, I mean, was the school, did they do the right thing here? Or should the school said, you know what? You're right. We need to have the kid of the wheelchair on the cheerleading squad. Uh, 844-747-8868. We'll be right back. want to give a shout out to some great Republican ladies uh, here in uh, Memphis, Tennessee, the Shelby County Republican Party and uh, they have may I just say first of all and, and I know I'm I know I've said this before, but it, it, it you can't say it enough is that conservative women are the most beautiful, the most attractive, the most intellectual women of all. It's just the way it is. And 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 so we whenever I'm invited to hang out with Republican women, like I'm heading to Cleburne County, Arkansas uh, tomorrow, we're going to have a great time of fellowship with those ladies. Uh, I'm there. Uh, so I was. So anyway, I was invited to an event last night and uh, we've been promoting it on uh, KWAM, the flagship radio station of our of our show. And uh, there was a huge turnout, but apparently I made a slight typo, which could have led to the huge turnout. I, it was a trivia night, but they were also serving food. But I just, um, you know, I've got my reading glasses and my regular glasses, and I'm still trying to deal with all the eye stuff. So anyway, my apologies. It was not trivia and topless night uh, at the Shelby County Republican Women's Club. Uh, they, Everybody was fully clothed. It was uh, trivia and tapas uh, night, trivia and tapas Anyway, the trivia team, uh, we didn't do so well, but uh, we kind of came in. Um, you see, in those situations, you either want to be first or you want to be worst. And uh, we were sort of in the middle of the road. But it was a lot of fun and uh, raising money for some good causes and uh, delicious food and uh, and a great time. So uh, anyway, thank you very much to the uh, Shelby County Republican ladies for the invitation. Patty Possell is the uh, person who put it all together. And it was just a lot of fun. I have to tell the story. We were on a book signing years ago. Dylan, your grandmother was with us. Um, My sweet Aunt Lynn. We were in Jackson, right outside of Jackson, Mississippi, in a place called Madison, Mississippi. They have a great restaurant there. And it was one of these uh, tapas restaurants. You know, you get the little small portions. And uh, so we were sitting there, and Sweet Aunt Lynn, who at the time was the church piano player down at the Methodist Church, Coldwater United Methodist Church in Mississippi, Good church-going lady. And um, we were having a conversation. Someone said, Aunt Lynn, have you ever been to a tapas bar before? Because that's where we were. She said, have you ever been to a tapas bar? She says, honey, I haven't even been to a Hooters. So there you go. It's, <laughs> it's That's a true story. True story. All right. Uh, 844-747-8868 is our number. That's 844 844- 747-8868, open line Friday. Apparently there's a day of rage already happening, and this is some breaking news from Clemson University. Whoops, I take that back. This is not, no, the jihadists are not marching. Apparently men who need tampons are. Uh, so that's they've got bigger problems on their hands. Uh, this story from the college fix. Blake Morrow, on the scene, boots on the ground, war correspondent. About 50 students marched across Clemson University to demand minstrel products be returned to the men's bathrooms at Cooper Library. They also want the Clemson College Republicans to be reprimanded for their role in the tampons removal. Now, I'm an SEC football fan, I, so therefore I'm, I'm just asking out of sheer ignorance but is it true that young men at Clemson University find themselves in need of tampons? Is, is, is this a widespread issue? I mean, do we need to launch some sort of a fundraising effort here on the Todd Stearns Radio Show? Tampons across America. I mean, we can do that, I suppose. We could have that. I mean, uh, the organization Take Back Pride host a march every year, and the latest one was centered on the university's decision to remove menstrual products from the men's bathroom. Quote, we demand the reinstatement of menstrual dispensers that were unjustly removed from the men's bathrooms, one student speaker said. Queer people on this campus are not just going to magically disappear, said another. Then a young man, you know, they need to call Dylan uh, uh, Dylan Mulvaney. Maybe uh, maybe Mr. Mulvaney can come down. He can be the poster poster guy for the, um, the men who need tampons crowd. Uh, you can't make this up. Uh, here's another student who was holding a rainbow flag. Queer people on this campus are not just going to magically disappear, so instead of working against us, like taking away menstrual products from the men's bathrooms, making people feel unwelcome. There should be support for the community that is already fighting to feel safe here. (laughs) Quick, somebody get the guy a tampon. Good Lord, nobody wants to see that. The dispensers were removed after Clemson College Republicans posted a photo of the period product dispensers. Well, that's a clever line. Mr. Morrow, war correspondent. After the, geez, I can't do it. I cannot do it, Dylan. Anyway, the, uh, the Republicans posted a photo. So basically, they're period shaming the men who need tampons. Here's what they wrote. If you weren't already aware, Clemson University has tampon pad dispensers in the men's restrooms. We truly live in clown world. And they use the little clown emoji in place of the word. Oh, is that what that's for? I had no. I was always wondering that. Kind of creeped me out that one. I'm working my way through learning how to use emojis now. It's hard, a lot harder than you would think, especially for us older people. Anyway, the uh, post caught the attention of a member of South Carolina's House of Representatives. Wow, this is like a huge issue. And uh, now the um, the the tampon dispensers have been removed. So, just a few thoughts here on, on this. Uh, if you are a man. You don't need a tampon. And if you do, you need a counselor. If you need psychiatric help. Trevor Tiedemann is the chairman of the Clemson College Republicans. He did an interview with the College Fix. He says, men cannot menstruate, as we all know. All of this pro-LGBTQ stuff is anti-Christian. But people don't talk about that. As Christians, we need to reject that because they're trying to play God. And that is true. God made man and woman. He made latrines and toilets. Use your bathrooms accordingly. Oh, guess where I went to, Dylan, the other day? I I haven't been there in ages. Captain D's, a great little seafood place, which I actually favor more so than Red Lobster but the the bathrooms at this captain d's it they had <laughs> they had uh gulls and buoys gulls and buoys get it <laughs> very clever <laughs> went to crankerbell the other day too and uh, they they just had you know i think you know they didn't have anything clever but it's like you know whatever go here whatever go there it is what it is all right, so there you go. Uh, that's the latest uh, dispatch there from the uh, day of minstrel rage at uh, Clemson University. I don't think we have that problem at the University of Tennessee, Knoxville. Uh, Dylan Mulvaney back in the news. We've got some audio here. Dylan was named the most um, what woman of the year over in Great Britain. Not a lot of good lookers over there, apparently. Uh, let's take a listen.
10: The Woman of the Year Award, supported by Virgin Atlantic, goes to Dylan Mulvaney. Hello London!
11: I am so honored to be here with you all tonight. And, you know, some see me as the Woman of the Year. Some see me as a woman of a year and some change as I only publicly came out online 560 days ago. And some people don't see me as a woman at all. I know. But Which you're a man is man. why receiving this honor from a queer publication like Attitude means so much more to me. Because here's what I've realized. You ready? Okay. So, no matter how hard I try, or what I wear, or what I say, or what surgeries I get, I will never reach an acceptable version of womanhood by those hateful people's standards. But as long as I have the queer community that sees me for my truth, I'm going to be okay. Get that
2: man a tampon. You know, I just want to say something here, um, and no heckling from the audience, that's inappropriate. Uh, so uh, I'm concerned about authenticity. Yes, no, I yeah I get the whole point about um Dylan Mulvaney being a man in a dress. That's not what I'm talking about. Uh this event was sponsored by Virgin Atlantic. Virgin really? I don't think so. I don't think so. I'd like a fact check on that, please. Anyway, it's a Queer Mag is that the name of the magazine? Queer Magazine. This is why I would love to be press secretary for just one day. That's all they can handle before but Dylan, I—you had the whole press corps there, and all of a sudden, the uh, correspondent for Queer Magazine raises, um, um, "They, them, it's his, her hand, and uh, raise it." I said, "Yes, you from Queer Magazine. Uh, Queer Magazine, do you have a query?" That's, and then I would quit. I would just call it a day. All right, uh, we got to take a break. It is open line Friday. Uh, Whatever you want to talk about, we can talk about today. Also, on this day of national jihad, uh, we're paying very close attention to all of that. Uh, So far, it has been peaceful around the country. And our message to all of you is go and live your life, be vigilant. But live your life. Go to the grocery store. Go down to Captain D's, a great little seafood place. Go to watch football this weekend. Live your life and do not live in fear. We'll be right back. All right, let's go to the phones. Amanda in South Fulton, Tennessee. What's on your mind, Amanda.
10: I want to applaud that mom that is um, has encouraged her daughter to go out for the cheerleading team, but on the other hand, this is how we get men when she's encouraged her to go out and, and uh, go against the school for not saying that that she cannot um, uh, be on the be in the competitions because it's dangerous. Well, this is how we've gotten to where these guys need tampons for um, their so-called menstrual problems because parents didn't tell their kids that there are some things you just can't do.
2: Well, that's true, it's- and and again, I know it. Some people, Todd, you you sound cold-hearted. No, I'm I'm not cold-hearted here, but. But again, you're dealing with a child with some some serious health issues in a very competitive and dangerous sport. And how many how many times have we seen these girls falling from the pyramids and whatnot? I mean it's a serious issue. But then you have to you have to follow it out here, Amanda, and if you're gonna do that, then you have to allow allow a blind kid to quarterback the football team. You know, again, if you're telling kids there's nothing they can't do and they cannot be stopped because of whatever if they're blind or or they you know, whatever you can't you can't have those limitations anymore so i mean it's really common sense
10: yeah i mean these parents that i mean these kids that think that they're you know need look i'm i'm a big encourager i mean i tell my kids that but you know you need to have some common sense there's some things you not do and i mean and if she's worried about she needs to be considerate of the other kids on the squad that they um, she may be putting their lives in danger or their health in danger, by um, because they have to work around that.
2: Amanda, it's a great point you raise, and I appreciate you calling in today. And, again, our number, folks, 844-747-8868. Want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Line, our good friend from Legacy Precious Metals, Charles Thorngren joins us. Charles, hope you're doing well today.
12: I'm doing great. How are you today, sir? Um,
2: we're doing well. Um, a lot of breaking news around the country, and Charles, right out of the gate, I have to, you know, these kinds of situations that are happening on happening on the global um, on the global scale will impact all of us here, which is all the more reason why people need to be diversifying their portfolios and investing in gold and silver.
12: Absolutely, absolutely, it's. It's a unique time. I, I think we're we're beginning to feel the effects of a weak administration, multiple wars, bad economy, inflation's out of control. It's just really a scenario where it just magnifies how bad this administration has handled everything. I mean, so, protection is important.
2: We're we're looking at almost a perfect storm here uh, when you you see that um, the national debt crossing that what thirty three trillion dollars for the first time in history. We know that a shutdown fight is really on the horizon here. That's coming up very soon. Uh, Charles, what do we need to be doing? What do our listeners need to be doing? Uh, We're trying to save money for retirement. What do we need to be doing to protect ourselves?
12: You need to be diversified, Todd. In the best of times, you need diversification. But in times like this, it just brings it to the forefront. You don't have the room to just think about it later. You should be taking actions. We will see turnarounds in equity markets and the bond markets like we haven't seen for for many generations, in fact. So now more than ever, you need to say, how do I protect myself and my family? And I think that diversification is important, and that's where your metals come in. Part of that retirement fund should be protected against the exact scenarios that we're seeing right now.
2: And and look, let's be clear here. We have seen gold outperform the S&P last year. Uh, gold nearly they came pretty close to hitting a historic high Uh, how do you see gold performing as we're moving into the fourth quarter here
12: i I think the growth that we're going to see is is even stronger than we've seen this year um even previous because financially we're doing worse the effects of a bad economy are beginning to take hold you you have banks now laying off more people two thousand more jobs gone You have financial institutions that are willing to pay $650 million as the severance packages rather than keep people employed. That's your big indicator. Things are not going well. Things are going to get tougher. And this is exactly where your metals shine. This is where people will move to in search of protection and also yield. So it's important to know the future is very bright for metals.
2: Charles, real quick here, we know there are so many different ways that people can invest in gold. Uh, When you're consulting with people looking uh, to protect themselves with the precious metals, what do you tell them is the most efficient way to use gold to protect wealth?
12: It is the insurance against the economy. It is the insurance against bad political scenarios. It's the insurance against um, major disruptions in the world all of which we have going on now. So you use metals as your insurance. We know in the best of times, inflation is going to erode your savings. That's when things are going well. In the worst of times, it happens quicker. So it's really the insurance policy that you have the peace of mind for that retirement account that you've worked so hard for, that you're counting on so much. We know that you need something else besides Social Security to live in retirement. And you need to protect that as such. It's an important part of your financial well-being as you look to retire.
2: All right, folks. Again, Legacy Precious Metals, uh, they are a wealth of information. If you have questions, uh, they're all about educating as well. So uh, if you go to their website, LegacyPMInvestments.com, that's LegacyPMInvestments.com, you're going to find all sorts of great information uh, to help you make those next steps and uh, get ready for retirement. Charles, we got to leave it there. Appreciate all the great information again uh, on this breaking news Friday. LegacyPMinvestments.com, ladies and gentlemen. Be sure to check them out, and we appreciate uh, their great partnership. We'll be right back. Hour three coming up next.
0: Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us, that's right, I love this American, ride. Todd Starnes.
2: And hello, America. Welcome to the Todd Starnes radio program. So very happy to have you with us on a breaking news Friday where we are awaiting reports of, of protest erupting across the nation, New York City, Los Angeles, Memphis, Tennessee, among the many places where pro-Hamas thugs are going to be taking to the streets. And we're going to be bringing you the very latest information. As a matter of fact, of the protest in Memphis set to begin in just about an hour or so. Uh, this after. A, a young man who shouted, Israel, was chased down by a mob of thugs at the University of Memphis. Now, um, a lot of people have been asking, Todd, how can we help? What can we do uh, to help the good people of Israel? And we have an answer for you now, because we are partnering with the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. And if you go to our website, com, click on the Israel at War banner, and you'll see all that information there. Again, uh, we are... We are helping our friends. They are in critical need right now, and they need our help. Now, if you want to give them a call, if you don't want to go to the website, which is super simple to use, give them a call, 1-800-514-5577. That's 1-800-514-5577, and you can help our friends uh, in Israel as they deal with the aftermath of this horrible terrorist attack. By the way, getting some reports out there, that Israel is already making incursions into Gaza. Uh, This is not a surprise, and we're going to keep you updated on the very latest there. Also, from a military standpoint, we're going to be talking to Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer. You see him a lot on Newsmax, and uh, he's going to be with us uh, in just a little while. Uh, But a lot of people are concerned. And I, I want to say something about this. We cannot live in fear. We are the home of the brave. And I know a lot of people were, you know, keeping the kids home from school. They're canceling their weekend plans. Uh, somebody said they were actually canceling an airline flight. Don't do that. We cannot – look, this is what the terrorists want. They want us to live in fear. Now, understand this, and we, we've we been very clear from day one explaining what this is really all about. This is not about – this is not about territory. This is about wiping Israel off the face of the earth. This is what they want to do. This is a religious war at its core. not a political war. This is a religious war. It is good versus evil. And I challenge you, and I've, I've had this challenge out for two days now, maybe th- three days. Three days I've had this challenge out, and here's the challenge. I want you to send me video. I want you to send me photographs of Muslims who, who are out there marching in the streets in support of Israel. I want you to send me photographs or video of the moderate Muslims, the good-hearted Muslims, and they tell us there are more good-hearted Muslims than there are anybody else in the world. That's what they tell us on the media, on the news. So I just want somebody to send me over a video so that we can share this. We'll post it on all of our platforms. If you can show me the moderate Muslims who are out there marching in the streets, who are standing in solidarity with Israel, who are standing in solidarity with Christians. A few days ago in Memphis, we had about a 1,000 people show up at the Jewish Community Center. There were just as many Christians in the room as there were Jews. Where are the moderate Muslims out there? Why are they not speaking out? Why are they not condemning this? I want you to send me the videos and the photos of the moderate Muslims who are out there condemning the beheading of children And the slaughtering and the burning alive of children and elderly women. You know where to find me? Go to our website and you can reach out. But we have been searching high and low, and our team has not been able to find that information. Just want to point that out today. But this is not a political war, ladies and gentlemen. This is a war about religion. And the truth of the matter is very clear, very simple that the radical Muslims the extremists. They want to destroy Israel. They want to wipe Israel off the face of the earth, and then they want to wipe us off the face of the earth. And I so I was watching Newsmax during the break, and they, they had some video of some of these protests that are happening in New York City. And you have all these Palestinian flags, and then you see like an array of rainbow flags. Are these, are these people lunatics? The LGBT crowd in New York City, are, are they lunatics? Do they understand what happens to gay people in these Muslim-controlled countries? Do they understand that? They Look, they want to get rid of the Christians, they want to get rid of the Jews, and they really don't like you gay folks. Hate to break it to you. I know that's a stunning, a stunning admission today, but you guys need to hear that. And it's time for the world to undergo a radical wake-up call here. We have a lot of evil in this in this world and in this country, and it is a very bad thing that's happened. 844-747-8868. That's our telephone number. This is Open Line Friday. We are happy to talk about whatever you want to talk about. 844-747-8868. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, now saying that Israel is responsible for the ethnic cleansing of Palestinians. This woman doesn't even know how to use a garbage disposal, so she's an ignorant woman. It's unfortunate she doesn't have to be ignorant. She chooses to be. It's America. You can learn how to use a garbage disposal. Rashida Talib is out there, and she's using the same talking points. And here's what I love. We had Congressman Brian Mast on the show yesterday. Congressman Mast showing up on Capitol Hill, and we're going to get to the House speakership issues in just a moment. He shows up wearing his Israeli military uniform. So Congressman Mast, is it's interesting, he is not only a decorated war hero for America, he is, also, um, he is also serving in the IDF, in the Israeli Defense Forces. So he shows up on Capitol Hill wearing his IDF uniform, and the reporters go nuts. And they, they ask him, "What? what is this all about? What is this all about? And I'll give you some background here. He brings up Rashida Talib. So Rashida, the Muslim, sympath- the Muslim terrorist sympathizer, actually is flying the Palestinian flag outside of her congressional office. And so Congressman Mass turned around and said, "Talib's got her flag. I've got my uniform." And boy, that shut everybody up. He also had a rather terse message. To all of the uh, Muslims out there who are threatening jihad on America, he says, global day of rage, my ass. Well, good for you, Congressman. Good for you, sir. By the way, I want to talk about Gaza for just a moment here. Because everybody thinks, well, you know, the oh, the poor Gazan people. Yeah, I mean, it's sad, and you feel bad for the children, and, and then you see that they're teaching these children to to hate Jews at such a tiny age. It's a horrible thing that they're doing to the children. But the reality of it is this. Israel pulled out of Gaza in 2005. So they have had almost 20 years now. The Gazan people have had almost 20 years to turn Gaza City into an international showcase and a showpiece. They they could have been building skyscrapers and building universities. They could have... Uh, they, they, they could have done so much, but instead they rely on handouts from other people. And the place it's it's third world squalor. And people are really complaining now. They're like, Oh, the poor Gaza people, they don't have they don't have access to fresh drinking water. You know why that is? It's not because of Israel, it's not because of the United States, not even because of the United Nations. We went in there and we put in all of the fresh water pipes and the systems. But they would dig those up, and they would turn all of that material into weapons to attack Israel. So if I'm coming into your country, and I'm helping you build your infrastructure, and then you turn around after we leave, and you turn that infrastructure into weapons, then that's on you. If you're thirsty, I apologize for that, but it's not my fault, sir. So don't buy into this argument that the Gazan people are oppressed. By the way, think about this for a moment. Look at a big map. There's a tiny, tiny little sliver of land in the Middle East. That's Israel. The vastness of the Middle East, that's Arab. So my question is, why is the rest of the Arab community not doing something here? Why is it that the rest of the Arab community has no interest in having Gazans, having those Palestinians, Anywhere in their property. Why is that? Have you thought about that? Why is it that Egypt actually built a wall to keep the Palestinians out of their country? It's some inconvenient truce we're dropping today, and I understand that. But we need to talk about these things, and we need to understand what's really going on here. So um, as the breaking news um, has uh, the breaking news coming out just mere moments ago, as uh, day seven of the war rages on, it looks as though Israel is beginning to make some incursions into Gaza to root out Hamas. Meanwhile, Hezbollah is firing, they're firing rockets from the north um, and uh, striking, or rather from southern Lebanon into northern Israel, and uh, they're causing lots of mayhem in that part of the country. All right, we've got to take a break here. 844-747-8868 is our telephone number. That's 844 844- You know, I've mentioned Newsmax a time or two. I can tell you that millions of Americans are making the switch to Newsmax because it's real news you can trust. I watch it all the time. President Trump loves Newsmax. Newsmax is on all major cable systems. And if your cable operator doesn't carry Newsmax, just give them a call and say, I want Newsmax. And don't forget to download the awesome Newsmax app on your iPhone or Android You know what's happening? I think we've got uh, college football, the University of Memphis playing Tulane at the Liberty Bowl. I think we've got the high school. So Little Stearns, who is now taller than all of us, uh, Little Stearns is playing high school football. You know what I'm going to be doing, Dylan? I'm going to be watching the game in the stands, but I'm going to have my Newsmax app. So I'll be able to watch what's happening uh, in the war. So uh, that's how cool this Newsmax app is. You can use it on your iPhone or your Android. It is absolutely free, and you can start watching anytime. So be sure to get that Newsmax app now, and get Newsmax at home, and make the switch today. All right, welcome back, everybody. So... Fairfax County, Virginia, they've got a school board member up there. Uh, she is a radical Muslim. Uh, she she actually opposes any sorts of 9-11 commemoration services. She is a radical. Anyway, her name is Abrar Omeish, and she was very upset. Yesterday, the Fairfax County School Board actually held a moment of silence for the victims of the Hamas terrorist attacks. And she blew a gasket and went on a four minute tirade. And we actually have a portion of that. Let's uh, take a listen.
6: It might seem simple
13: aggressors attacking families in a state seeking vengeance. But we often sympathize with and humanize the side that we relate to and the side that looks more like us or that our biases guide us towards. But doing so obscures the root of the violence. Centuries of human history teach us that escalations happen when problems are ignored, realities are denied, and voices are censored, when one narrative dominates from the world stage all the way to our classrooms. We do our students no favors by calling for peace and being unwilling to back what peace requires. As the old civil rights adage goes, no justice, no peace.
2: No peace. Wow. Uh, there you go. That's what's teaching your kids in Fairfax County, Virginia, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, you gotta love this interview. So, a, a Polish a Polish uh, l- lawmaker causing great angst on a journalism program yesterday, and the whole point of the interview was why Poland has not had any terrorist attacks. And it's interesting because Poland, unlike a lot of other countries over in Eastern Europe, they have not allowed any of the Muslims to come into their country it's a pretty brilliant strategy because they haven't had any terrorist attacks cut number five
6: how many refugees has poland taken zero and you're proud of that
1: if you are asking me if you're if you're asking me about muslim uh, muslims illegal immigration none not even one will come to poland not even one if it's illegal we we took over two million ukrainians who are working, who are peaceful in Poland, we will not receive even one Muslim because this is what we promised. But I asked not about illegal immigrants,
6: I asked about refugees. And Jean-Claude Juncker, the commission president, says that you're racist. You sound proud of the fact that you haven't taken any refugees.
1: Of course, because this is what our people are expecting from our government, that's number one. This is why our government was uh, elected. But this is why Poland is so safe. This is the the reason why we had not even uh, one terrorist attack. Look at the streets in Poland. And we can be called populists, nationalists, racists. I don't care. I care about my family and about my country.
2: Wow, what an amazing concept, right? Having secure borders, understanding who is coming into your country, and not allowing people to come into the country that want to blow you and your loved ones up. I mean, what an amazing concept. Well done, Poland. If only we would have that sort of common sense here in America. But they don't want to go down that. Look, you've got people within the Democrat Party who believe the moral high ground is for us to have a nuclear mushroom cloud over an American city. They truly believe that is the moral high ground. They, w- they would rather have that happen than stop people at the border and say, no, you can't come into this country because you are a radical Islamic extremist. They don't want to go down that path. And, and now all of us are in grave danger there but for the grace of God. But again, we cannot live in fear, ladies and gentlemen. We cannot, we cannot allow that to happen. All right, let's go to the phones here. David in Connecticut, what's on your mind?
5: Yeah, I really want to see Jim Jordan get into the speaker
4: role, but I think an important number that's not being talked about is 48, not just the 217. The reason the number 48 is important is that's the number of Ohio State wrestlers that said they had their penises touched by Okay, that David. Trainer.
2: Yeah, David, yeah, we're not going to go down that path today. We're not doing that. And by the way, there are a lot of people out there who don't like Jim Jordan, and I get it. That's fine. Then throw somebody else up there and nominate that person. I mean, we've got the guy out of Georgia, a representative Austin was Austin Scott, who's thrown his name into the hat. But again, if you you don't like Jim Jordan, who is it going to be? It wasn't Steve Scalise, and it's not going to be Kevin McCarthy. Even though McCarthy wants the job, and that's why he's going out there on all the—I mean, the the guy may as well get a talk show gig at Fox News. He's been—he's been on Fox News around the clock. So McCarthy—McCarthy is angling. He—he thinks there is a path for him to come back and be Speaker, but it could very well be. And—and mark my words on this one, folks. This could be a situation where you could have some moderate Republicans, and you don't need many. You you have some moderate Republicans who side with the Democrats, and you could have Hakeem Jeffries as your speaker. So Republicans better stop messing around, or it could get ugly fast. That's all I'm saying. Again, folks, we are raising emergency funds for our friends in Israel, 800 514 5577 or go to our website and you can make a donation just click on the israel at war banner we'll be right back all right vivek ramaswamy was on fox Fox news last night what a mess Folks, I'm telling you, every single day, you, I'm just reminded of why so many people are literally turning off Fox News and turning on Newsmax, and and these kinds of interviews are the reason why Hannity was really getting nasty with Vivek Ramaswamy, and I get it. Look, Vivek Ramaswamy, the guy is like, you know, he's kind of got the feel of a used car salesman. I get that, um, but there's no reason to treat this guy like he got treated uh, with Hannity last night. I want you to listen to cut number six.
12: I loved about that interview with Tucker. One of the things I loved I about that interview great. with Tucker was we were actually able to have a thoughtful conversation look, listen, and well, go listen, deep into issues all you want. rather than like this Tucker. kind of, got kind of political gotcha. The
8: point is this, Good. you, yeah, so you, should watch the you go on these interviews, said. yeah, I, I, I have nothing but nice things to say, but here's your problem. People you go watch on it. these shows, yeah. people quote your exact words, and you deny your own words. And I'm saying if you're going to be a Sean, presidential candidate and you're it. going to spend, you, and I'm going to give you your exact words. Either you're ones, own it, Sean, you have or been sitting here for years
12: talking about the fake news media. Did you played this you all been, the Sean, time? This is, I'm enjoying this. You have been laughing about the fake news media how many times for the last several years and now you're buying the mainstream media narrative when Excuse you know how corrupt me. it is. I am this is a corrupt game. I am quoting the super your exact words. Are a problem. Did
8: I not quote your exact words? About Azerbaijan did, I and did, Armenia. I, did I or did I not quote your exact words? Did
0: about I or did I not quote Azerbaijan your exact words? Did I quote your exact and Armenia? Absolutely. Thank you. About Goodbye. Azerbaijan, yes, I About a Thank different you.
12: topic, Azerbaijan, where people should actually get well, you should their own information rather than filter will, through centralized media. I think
8: it's asinine to think somebody that worked in the defense industry should not be qualified to be president. I think people that never held public office, like you, maybe should, they're not qualified to be president. Anyway, we'll come back.
2: Yeah, you just heard Sean Hannity say that maybe people in public in public life. Should not be and 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 in the private private world should not be running for public office. You you just heard Sean Hannity say that. So again, uh, for the record, uh, when you're watching, you know Fox, you need to understand that not everybody there is a real authentic conservative. That's all, and this is why so many people are making the switch to Newsmax. I mean, it's that simple. All right, eight four four seven 844-747-8868 is our telephone number. Open line Friday. That's eight four four. Seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Uh, honored to have with us a guy you see a lot on Newsmax, a retired Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer. He is president of Project Sentinel and also president of the London Center for Policy Research. Tony, good to have you back with us.
13: Hey, Todd, always enjoy joining you either here or on Newsmax. It's always good.
2: So let's just jump into this. Uh, We're getting some early reports that maybe Israel's making some incursions into Gaza. Uh, How do you see things playing out over the next 24, 48 hours?
13: I think they would have been full blown into it by now. Unfortunately, there's something missing, which is ammunition. And sadly, the the stocks that we had repositioned there for the potential use of us, the Israelis, isn't there. It's actually in Ukraine. So that's been one of the limiting planning factors that both the uh, the IDF and the United States has had to act with. So yeah, I think you're going to see some limited incursions. Uh, there's going to be some, some what we would call shaping actions, uh, some probes. But unfortunately, Todd, I don't think either side, that is us or the Israelis, are prepared to actually be uh, engaged in full-blown combat operations until they figure out what they're going to do about the shortage of ammunition? So,
2: so we're talking about we're talking about ammo, we're talking about bullets here for guns.
13: Talking about primarily indirect weapons such as uh, artillery rounds. That's the lacking thing. So, so back earlier this year, the United States made a tactical decision, and went to the Israelis to talk about it. I think it was actually, I think it was Tony Blinken. And basically, they asked that we could raid our wartime stocks that are stored in Israel. And we haven't. I mean, these things are as big as Dayton, Ohio. They're huge resources that are set there pre-stage in case of the very thing we're faced with right now. Well, the problem is this. Uh, Joe Biden decided uh, that the priority was Ukraine over uh, our interests in the Middle East. And that's created a a crisis behind the scenes. This is not well publicized for obvious reasons. But, yeah, I'm just letting you know that the reason that they're not diving in, full-fledged let's go do it is because there's issues regarding the availability of of ammunition that they're going to need to actually sustain combat operations more than a few days.
2: This is really stunning, Tony, that we would be in a situation like
13: this. I think it's stunning. I mean, I would have never, if I were the guy in charge, I would have never made this mistake, but that's just me. So, I mean, clearly, Todd, we we create priorities within our own defense establishment for purposes of, of likelihood. And, uh, look, I think it was far more likely that we were going to be engaged in some sort of a, a, an action in the Middle East than it was ever in Ukraine or against Russia. I mean, look, NATO's there. Well, you know, there's things that we could do and should do. But, again, we should never have allowed ourselves to come to this level of of lack of war, of ammunition. I've been saying the same thing about the the Pacific theater. That frankly, I thought we'd be doing something against China by now and we'd be doing the same thing. Where's the ammunition we need for, for ground combat operations? This is This is not a small issue. So,
2: so Tony, let's talk about let's talk about that. Where do we where do we get yeah. the ammo? How long is it going to take to to get the, to replenish the supplies?
13: It takes a while. The, the U.S. defense industry has been really cranking out about ten thousand a month. We're talking about uh, basically fifty thousand a day being used in some cases. So this is where there's been a real uh, deficit. So th- there's been a combination of raiding stockpiles all over the world. The South Koreans we raided their stockpile. We've raided a number of stockpiles in Europe and in the Middle East, and that we can't keep doing it because now, now we're faced with the potential of actually having to do something. And remember, there's been public disclosure, Todd, about the fact that Hamas and Iran started planning the operation they executed this past weekend when we, when the Af- when we left Afghanistan. When they saw our, our completely feckless departure from Afghanistan, it's like, ah, these guys are a weak horse. We can take advantage of this. And they did. So I'm just saying the more we demonstrate weakness, the more we show that we don't have our act together, the more you're going to see Hamas-style attacks from other nations, and this is no small thing. Again, we have right now, Todd, for better or for worse, the equivalent of a high school debating team in charge of our national security, Tony Blinken, and look, I know Lloyd Austin, he's in over his head, and I'm just saying that when you have those level of mental midgets in charge, the inevitability of events like Hamas attacking or us now having a deficit of ammunition available for our own combat operations is inevitable.
2: There, there's a terrible um, situation happening up in the northern part of the country where you've got Hezbollah, um, and there's right. been some rocket fire there. A Reuters journalism crew got hit, uh, one journalist dead, another uh, severely injured. Uh, what can you tell us? I mean, how big of a threat is that? And is, do, you, do you anticipate Hezbollah making a big move?
13: So there's been more combat up in that area than has been acknowledged. Uh, again, I, I, I need to be careful. I'm not, uh, I don't want to say things that are going to get our, our side in trouble, but the Israelis have already struck several airfields in Syria. Uh, they have done a number of preemptive attacks against Hezbollah. They just don't talk about it. They don't brag about it. They're, they're out to do some things to deter them. And frankly, Todd, that's why we're moving both the uh, the Eisenhower and Gerald R. Ford carrier battle groups into the region to have combat power available against the, the Iranians or Syrians or uh, Hezbollah should that come to them. And we've said this. We said, you know, we have said the public statement is, for better or for worse, Joe Biden, through his staff, he's drawn a red line. Remember, Barack Obama did that. Didn't work out so well with Syria. But he's drawn a red line saying, you know, we're putting the combat power in place. To support our Israeli allies should other outside actors come into it. That's what our official position is. And again, the Israelis have already started taking preemptive action. I don't know if that'll be a sufficient deterrent, Todd, because uh, the commander in chief, uh, the current commander in chief, shows complete weakness and fecklessness in his speech and the way he presents information. So it's all about what, how the enemy perceives us at this point more than our ability to do things back, because nobody knows if we have political will to do it.
2: So we've got uh, Congressman Corey Mills, a great military veteran. Uh, he's boots on the ground, helping to evacuate Americans out of Israel. Right. We were telling people over the weekend: you need to, if you're in Israel, you need to get out right now, uh, because I I see us going down a very similar path that ended in disaster in Afghanistan. Not that that could, not that that's going to happen here, but it could, and you can't rely on the Biden administration to get you out of out of the the hot zone.
13: That's correct. That's a, look, uh, Trump, I'm convinced, would have done everything within his power to do the right thing to get American citizens out, use military force. Uh, anything we had would have been available. Not so much with the Biden administration. It's all done through political optics based on whatever their internal belief system is. And, and I've said this before, Todd, uh, Todd, what we see is woke goes to war. Everything the Biden administration does mm. is woke. And you have to understand that woke has no interest in actually defending American values or citizens. It's all about trying to shape a a narrative. And so if the narrative is such that they don't care about American citizens and they don't care about American citizens, they're going to die. And remember, Benghazi happened under the watch of Barack Obama, Joe Biden, Susan Rice, uh, the same cast of characters are in there right now. So I would not put defend. I would put not put my life in the hands of the Biden administration whatsoever at this point.
2: Tony Schaefer, uh, retired Lieutenant Colonel, U.S. Army, President of the London Center for Policy Research, on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Line today. So, so Tony, um, where do you see as far as you know? Let's just say over the next um, you know forty-eight hours, if in fact you know we've got the ammo issues uh, and the supply issues, do you anticipate more bombings, more uh, fighter jets going up?
13: I think within the next 48 hours, you're going to see a concerted ground campaign by the uh, the IDF. I mean, boots on the ground going into the Gaza Strip. The big issue right now is uh, being able to be assured that they're going to have the supply of ammunition and weapons from us that they're going to need. That's the issue. Uh, the uh, The IDF has become a just-in-time fighting force. That is to say they, they have depended on us and others for large amounts of ammunition in a contingency situation such as this, so if they can resolve that, if they get assurances by the Biden administration that uh, ammunition is either going to be pulled back from being in in the in the queue or in the pipeline to go into to 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 Ukraine, or that they're going to get other assurances that's going to be available, I think you're going to see a full-blown ground campaign within the next. Uh, I'd, I'd say by Saturday at this point.
2: All right. Well, and real quick before we let you go, there's been so much yeah. scuttlebutt over this whole Day of Jihad, a Day of Rage. Yeah. Uh, are you hearing anything your sources is telling you that there are reasons for people to be concerned out there?
13: I, 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 nothing's observed so far. As you guys know, I'm a member of law enforcement in Virginia. I work for Sheriff Dave Decatur in Stafford County, Virginia. And I am part of his intelligence team, and I see things, but I, I will say this. At this point, uh, adequate notices have gone out to the counterterrorism task force uh, teams to be prepared. There's a uh, a number of things going on to basically be more alert than normal. And so I I do know those alerts have gone out. I know people are are standing, too. But at this point, there's been nothing significant noticed or reported regarding any actual actions against anybody that I've seen.
2: All right. Well, that's good to to know. And, again, we've just been telling people, look, be vigilant, but go live your lives. Don't don't live in fear. Exactly. All right. Well, Tony, we're going to leave it there. Great stuff, as always. I know we'll see you on Newsmax between now and then.
13: Oh, yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Uh, Tom. All right. (laughs) You got
2: it. You got it. Thanks, Tony. All right. Tony Schaefer, everybody. Uh, Just a great guy and a wealth of knowledge when it comes to uh, military issues. And we'll check back with him. But again, look, if you think it's bad on the ammo side, just take a look at our oil reserves, which are next to nothing now, thanks to the administration. It is not looking good on that end. All right. 844-747-8868 is our number. Let's go to the phones here. Diane in Windham, Maine wants to talk about the cheerleader in the wheelchair. Hi, Diane. What's on your mind?
14: Hi, Todd. It's this American woman calling you back. I love it. Um, <laughs> well, there's a couple of things here. It's my birthday today, and I can't believe that jihad had to go on a day of rage On my birthday, they could have waited one more day. Couldn't they have, Todd?
2: That is just wrong. But what do you expect? (laughs) They're very inconsiderate people, Diane.
14: I guess they are, Todd. But also about the lady with the daughter in the wheelchair. My daughter, when she was in high school, was on the cheerleading squad. They went to nationals. And I want to tell this lady, my daughter had to stand on the shoulders of another young girl and walk across the room. Now can you imagine her daughter trying to do this? As well, Todd, when did common sense take a backseat to insanity? I want to know. Jeez <laughs> it's insane. People have no common sense Todd anymore, none whatsoever.
2: Um, it's true Diane, you're right and, and again you don't want to this is not about being inconsiderate. it's not about being you know heartless. This is just about the realities of it. And if your child is, you know, has a bone a brittle bone disease and is confined to a wheelchair, it's really gonna be hard. I mean, we're not talking about standing on the you know, or even having your wheelchair on the sidelines of the football game. This Correct. is a competitive cheerleading squad. So they're throwing people up into the air.
14: Oh, I saw quite a few accidents when my daughter was in school. I've seen it. I've seen them break their arms, break their kneecaps. I mean, it's insane. This woman, she's not using her brain that God gave her years ago. And what is going on in Israel, Todd, the day that it happened, Saturday, I went out, I put my sign up, I stand with Israel, because we're next. We are next. And if you people in this country do not think we're not headed for this, you've got your head stuck in the sand.
2: And the only people that. that are going to have our back when that day comes would be the nation of Israel.
14: Exactly, Todd. Exactly. And I was listening to Tony Schaefer talk about the ammunition and I'm in shock. I'm in absolute shock there is none for these people. Uh, what is Joe Biden and this administration doing up there? Playing tiddlywinks? What the hell are they doing? Mm.
2: Uh, Diana, it's a, look, we've got to run for a break, Diane. They're yelling at me. But look, happy birthday to you and hope you have a great celebration tonight.
14: All right. Thank you. Love you. Take care. Be safe, please. All right.
2: Great lady right there, Diane from Maine, speaking a lot of truth. 844-747-8868 is our number. That's 844-747-8868. This is The Todd Stern Show. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us. Let's go to the phones. Glenda in Winder, Georgia. Glenda, what's going on?
15: Well, Todd, my niece landed in uh, Israel last Saturday morning, I guess about noon, was not told by United Airlines anything that was going on at the time. They had hired an American guide. Uh, It was her, her husband, his brother and his wife, and another young couple that wanted to see the Holy Land their american guide got them to a hotel i'm not sure exactly what town they landed in he kept them there until monday or tuesday when he was able to move them to a hotel in tel aviv he got them to tel aviv and they stayed there until wednesday where they he was able to get them to the border in Jordan with a visa and got them on a plane they got home yesterday but my sister-in-law called different counselors, different congressmen, different senators in the state of Tennessee, and she got no help from them whatsoever to include the counselors.
2: Really? But they're back home now, is that right?
15: They're back home safe, Had thanks to their American God that lived in Israel, yes. Uh, now we Got them to Jordan.
2: You've got to be enraged that your government did not even lend a helping hand here, lift a finger to help.
15: I am so enraged, I, I I just um, I just prayed that she would make it back. But I know if it, I know it didn't have anything to do with our government, nothing. Right. And I know that if Donald Trump had been in there, this would have never taken place to start with. We have a weak government right now, and they know it, and that's why they did it.
2: Well, Glenda, I'm look. It's the American way uh, to to you know pull yourself up by the bootstraps, and and I'm so glad that your family is back home in this uh, and safe in America. They did what they had to do. We're going to have to leave it there. But Glinda, you're right to be outraged, and I think a lot of other people are as well, uh, folks. It has been a wild day. Keep it on your radio. Uh, we're going to provide you breaking news updates. Uh, throughout the war. You get out there. You be good, America. And you be
0: sure to go to church this weekend. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's